two, three. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Y'all Heard. My name is Marissa Phillips. And I'm Pete Phillips. And this, well, I already have a thing written for this part, and we're not related. (laughs) Well, you might as well read your thing. Never mind. This is a show that was formed in the clouds. And it escaped that heavenly home to torpedo towards the earth and rain down on you like a cleansing bath of knowledge and humor. And while some of you will wear hoods or carry umbrellas, you, dear listener, are looking up and mainlining it right into your body in any way you can. Like, just think about that Lady Gaga video with Ariana Grande, Rain On Me. We're Lady Gaga. You're Ariana. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. How are you? I didn't know those two people work together. <laughs> You've never seen that video? I said no. super good. Oh, no, sorry. Um, good. Marissa, I've been very stressed lately, and I don't like it. Yeah, do you want to talk about it, or you don't want to talk about it? Well, I could talk about one of the things. Most of it's just banal same old shit but yeah i got these new neighbors okay oh no is this the person who 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 stared into your window no she's still around but across the hall i'm pretty sure that there's at least 10 people living there oh my gosh and two of them are kids i didn't even know that i shared a, a wall in the bathroom with the apartment across the hall until these kids got here. I don't know if they just don't have stuff to play with, but they're in the bathtub all the time. <laughs> oh, that's weird. At 3.30 in the afternoon, they're in the bathtub. And I'm like... Don't they have school? I don't know. <laughs> Homeschooled in the bathtub. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody go to the classroom. Yay! <laughs> interesting and i don't know if they realize that their door can be unlocked because either they walk out and they leave the door wide open while music is blaring or they have the door closed and people are constantly knocking on the door And, and i don't know what to do one time they left the door open and there was music blaring and I walked out into the hallway and no one was around. So I pulled the door closed and I hope somebody got locked out, but I don't know if they did. <laughs> You're a bold man. <laughs> My uh... alternative, Marissa, I got to a point where I only had two options. One was to pull the door closed. The other was to go in and find the thing playing the music and turn it off. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that's where that story was going. He is unhinged at times. I mean, can you file a complaint or your depart- your apartment doesn't fucking care about anything? Yeah, they don't really do anything. Plus, call the cops. The people across the hall are subletting from a guy who used to live there. So oh. the building doesn't know that there's 10 people living across the hall from me. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well. But. Here's the thing. I was going to say, this your rent's not that cheap, but I guess 10 people. Yeah. Getting to the yeah. point of the matter, it's really affecting the way that I can record the La Brea Purvea. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Why? Why does it affect that? But this? It, it could affect this. But I, I yeah. try to wake up and record the La Brea Purvea on Saturday mornings in hopes that yeah. people will stay in bed, maybe. Because yeah, okay. 
But I'm also trying to build soundproofing. Uh, I'm starting to take soundproofing measures with my apartment if door. One people really live there. Maybe one of them live in the bathroom. I don't know. But when I went to close the door, there was just one giant arrow bed in the living room. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> How's your I'm week, sorry. Marissa? <laughs> uh, I'm... Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't have much to say, Pete. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I just don't have much to say except I hate technology. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been so many meetings in the past month that people have missed that they have set because they don't know how to use their Google calendars or they don't know how to use Zoom and things like that. And you know what? We all make mistakes, but maybe just write things down also. Also, if you if you own a business, maybe you get better at that. <laughs> First of all, problems, but I'm going to try to make this as succinct as possible. But uh, the people we ordered my engagement ring from are pissing me off so much. And because I'm petty, I'm, I'm like, should I just cancel it and go with someone else? Should I stick with it? Or should I make them go through every single step that they can up until we have to pay and then cancel so that they understand that they suck and I rain retribution and waste their time because <laughs> oh. they wasted a lot of my time. Uh, but yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I won't go into details of my first world problems, but uh, people are pissing me off. That's what the podcast is for. <laughs> I will say I'm going to try not to do that last one because my mother continuously reminds me I have anger problems and it's not okay. And she's right. It's okay. <laughs> It's not okay anyway, that you have anger problems? Have, well, it's not okay with the way I deal with them. Yeah, uh, the okay. other day I got drunk and I was like, ooh, maybe I should put a bad review of that lady who fucked with me and Aaron a bunch of months ago. Yeah, on the house. But either do a review when it happens or don't do a review. <laughs> don't wait till you're drunk months later and be like, ooh, let me make drunk This is when I'm most eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't do that because I realized Aaron wouldn't be proud of me. <laughs> anyway. And right. this is how you know Oops. we're not sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I have fault? Yes, but at least I'm aware of them. Okay, let's move on before I say any other criminating things. All right, let's hear from Alex. Alex is uh, calling in after your pumpkin episode. And luckily, he got to us just in time. This was recorded less than an hour ago. Okay. Hot off the voicemail. Ooh. Ooh, it's hot. Ooh, that was fun. Hi, this is Alex, and I'm calling in to indicate my support for pumpkins. Um, My small children love pumpkins. We recently found a very large blue-molded pumpkin at a yard sale. And that was really one of the high points of the summer. And we look forward to having that in our yard from October 1st through December 31st, I guess. Um, pumpkins, oh man, if we get a real pumpkin, we've got to have a lot of rules about who can touch it and under what circumstances. Um, they're just really good to look at. A uh, small child had a little pumpkin key light, you know, a couple inches across him with a little LED light on it. And um, we don't let him play with a lot of toys that have batteries in them that use batteries to make sounds or motions. 
Um, and so, uh, having this pumpkin where it was a little stem of it would light up, this tiny little stem would light up. That was a big deal for him. He loved that pumpkin. And then the battery ran out and he never changed the battery and it became less popular. Oh. I'm also reminded of one time I was shopping at a Trader Joe's in like October and there was an end cap that was just completely devoted to pumpkin related products. And I'm like, sure, like it's kind of a deal with Trader Joe's. They'll push some, you know, really appealing seasonal products, uh, and, Maybe sometimes kind of overdo it with a certain food trend or whatever. Uh, and this one person walked into the store with a friend and walked up to the end cap and uh, did a dance and yelled like they're, I'm not a pumpkin! I'm like, what a shift around. And I, I told that story about uh, this Trudy Joe customer for a number of years, kind of to make fun of her. Um, but I, I really have been rethinking how I uh, consider other people's opinions of things and I think about how we live in a world where there's a lot of people who feel like they can only be happy if somebody else is losing um, where you know you know, if somebody else is being disadvantaged or current to some kind of cultural wars policies that are you know oppressive and why can't we just leave people alone so at any rate uh, I, I think that we need more people in the world who can be made happy by like being able to make pumpkin bread and have pumpkin coffee and like that makes you happy and that makes you to leave other people alone. That's, that's really great. We should do more of that. Uh, it's not my thing. Uh, I think pumpkins are okay. I don't really go out of my way for pumpkins. But somebody else who's going to like walk up to a Trader Joe's and cap, yell, I love pumpkins. If that's what keeps her happy in this world, that's a good thing. I'm all for it. All right. Have a great day. Bye. What a great attitude, Alex. I I agree. You know, I used to hate how everyone was like, oh, I have a boner for Halloween. And I was like, <laughs> all of a sudden? Like, now everyone loves pumpkins and Halloween? But yeah, you're right. Like, if it makes them happy, <laughs> keep going with your Halloween boners. You know, I like my Halloween Did you get too. a Twix bar? <laughs> no, I got a boner for Halloween. <laughs> And, uh, you know, my, my love of Halloween and pumpkin is no more pure than someone else's. So I agree. Um, oh, before I forget, I will also say uh, our listener, Richard Barnes, uh, raised the question. Marissa, you said everyone loves pumpkin so much. But if that's the truth, why do they only love them seasonally? To which I think I responded that, one, they're only available seasonally but two all love is conditional (laughs) (laughs) people love nostalgia and you know pumpkins are are you know uh uh a beautiful nostalgic item but once once christmas comes around they have plenty of other objects to you know wax wax nostalgic about so i feel like they then get distracted by christmas and then when christmas is over we're all just depressed yeah and like you could have pumpkin in the middle of summer, but I think part of what makes it, it's just like the shamrock shake. People go crazy over those shamrock shakes, and it's because they're a limited time. If McDonald's had mint shakes all the time, nobody would care. <laughs> also, Richard, I will say this. I have many times in the middle of summer, which when I'm like feeling over it, I have either, you know, um, eaten something, put something, some pumpkin spice in something I made, or I have drank, like, a really spiced, seasonal, October-themed tea. And it just makes me depressed that it's not the fall. <laughs> so, it's just like, 
you know, uh, indulging in those things at a different part of the year just makes you depressed that it's not autumn. So that's my answer to you. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it does have to do with conditional love. That yeah. you know, people forget people forget about pumpkins, and then every year they fall in love with them again. This year, I just to save me from tears. I'm drinking something else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to take a moment before I forget to remind you all, if you're a loyal listener, you've probably heard this story before, who loves me so much, and I love so much, once sent me a book when I was in Korea, and we were very far, a book she knew I would like about Victorians, and she wrote, Dear Marissa, I love you, just not unconditionally, remember that, LOL. And it was the greatest inscription ever. <laughs> so she meant something specific, but still. <laughs> she meant, like, get your act together. If you do something crazy, I, I, I stand the, I have the right to stop loving you. She would never stop loving me, but she just likes to have that fear just, you know, in the background. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Anyway, you have a so- nice Marissa, if it comes to breaking the ice today, earlier this week I sent you, or sometime last week, I sent you a picture of Drew Barrymore in a bingo app commercial. (laughs) Yeah, that was... We've previously talked about Kathy Bates also being in... I also thought Kathy Bates had better things to do. The Merge Mansion um, commercials. I see... A uh, bunch of commercials for Royal Match where they seem to have bought ads off of uh, people through Cameo. So, Marissa, my question is... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to play Royal Match. <laughs> Despite how misogynistic and problematic it seems, boy, did those commercials get the best of me. Gosh, anyway, their what? latest slate, I'm just like, I don't want to look at any of these people who are still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I turn the phone away when they come on. So, Marissa, yeah. uh-huh. what celebrity would you like to get to star in an app commercial? You could pick Ooh. you could pick an app, or you can make your own app. That's a very good question. Do you have an answer? So, oh, no, I know. I okay. want my channel on to have a very brief and not even in the forefront cameo mansion okay for merge mansion yeah like like a gardener or something because they're doing a lot of gardening yeah, I in that want, i want you to just be like is it fucking in my Shyamalan? like <laughs> like even harder to tell that it's him than the kathy Bates. like you could tell it was kathy Bates, but you couldn't believe it was kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. i want you to almost not be able to tell it's my Shyamalan, so then you have to google it and then you're just like what i want it to be like that yeah okay how about you I have this um, app idea that I think would be good, but I've t- I think I've talked about it on the show before. Because are you going to make your own app and then tell me? Wow. Yeah, we've done a we've done a lot of uh, icebreakers, and I'm pretty sure along the way one of them was related to making an app. But um, I feel like different jurisdictions have different laws when it comes to driving. And I think that if you had an app that could tell you, like, like you're entering a no cell phone while driving zone or, like, you're entering 
uh, I guess you have to wear your seatbelt everywhere. But like, like yeah, this. But, oh wait, but you don't have to wear your seatbelt in the back seat everywhere if you're over eighteen. Okay, but like the Few speed. Know that. The speed is going to drastically change, you know, in at quarter mile or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. the app, and it's not a game, so no money will be made from it at all whatsoever. Um, wow, I can't wait to hear what you want for this. Vin Diesel. <laughs> you know what? That actually is that's <laughs> solid. Mine's silly, yours is solid. Well, my silly answer would be ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Speaking of apps, I am going to talk about something that is like roundabout kind of close to them today. And we're going to start our story in 1876. The first app was created. No. So chronologically, this fits as one of the earlier kind of uh, instances of this, but... Um, as the article from allthingsinteresting.com states. Between 11 and 12 o'clock... Oh, this is coming from one of the people who was there. Uh, We'll get to her name. (laughs) Between 11 and 12 o'clock, I was in my yard, not more than 40 steps from the house. A local farmer's wife named Mrs. Crouch told local reporters. There There was a light wind coming from the west... But the sky was clear and the sun was shining brightly, without any prelude or warning of any kind, and exactly under those circumstances, the shower commenced. It was a meat shower. No, I knew you were going to say that! No! (laughs) Don't worry, Marissa, I only have three pages of notes to get through. (laughs) God, I knew, I knew as soon as you said the shower. Meat from, and we're talking about weight here, meat from as light as a snowflake to three inches long rained from the sky for, quote, several minutes. Now, Marissa. I just want to first say, I don't know why I know this story. I don't remember the details, but I know this. Why do I know this? Continue. You might know this one. You might know one of the other ones we're going to talk about. Oh, God. I want to fucking die. Marissa, when people say several to you, what does that mean? Um, like five to seven. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I used to feel like several needed to be more than a dozen. Like, somewhere mm-hmm. in my little kid brain, I was like, oh, well, these are the ranks. <laughs> a few is three. Oh. Uh, <laughs> several is more than 12. Um, so, okay. several, though, is, again, very vague. We don't really know exactly what that means. But while you might expect a blood-soaked sky and Lucifer overseeing things at the end of such a storm, it was pretty tame afterwards. The sky was clear and sunny as it had been before. In the end, an area covering about 100 yards long and 50 yards wide had been left covered in chunks of meat. (laughs) It was found on fences, on the farmhouse, and scattered across the ground. (laughs) Neighbors came to see. That's fucking disgusting. (laughs) From, um, From an article. The overall consensus seemed to be that the meat was beef. It was a similar color. 
It was a similar color and had a similar smell. However, a local hunter disagreed, claiming that the uncommonly greasy feel of the meat most resembled that of a bear. <laughs> the fuck are you putting it through your fingertips? How the, or in your mouth? How do you know? To end the debate once and for all, a few brave men, skilled in hunting, took it upon themselves to taste a few pieces. <laughs> ew! Ew! I'm really upset, guys. Their official decision was that, by taste alone, the meat had to be either venison, deer, or mutton, sheep. Oh, Unsatisfied with the three conflicting opinions, a local butcher also took a bite. Cooked <laughs> or raw? I don't know. <laughs> That's important to know. According to him, however, the meat was none of the above, claiming that, quote, it tasted neither like fish, n- neither like flesh, fish, or fowl. I feel like a tasted like an alien. Fish and a fowl could have flesh, but I think I get what he means. Yeah. One chemist from Louisville College deduced that the sample was indeed, as one of the hunters had suggested, mutton. But another disagreed, stating that while it certainly was meat, it definitely wasn't mutton. <laughs> what is mutton again? Lamb. Okay. For the record, this wasn't, I, and I, I feel like I'm restating this, but I just want to make it clear. This wasn't meat that appeared during a rainstorm. It was a storm of exclusively meat. <laughs> so this ruins one of the first hypotheses, which uh, kind of called crap on the Crouches and what they were saying. Somebody named Leopold Brandeis who received and analyzed some of the specimens that had been preserved glycerin, uh, said that the meat was not actually meat at all. At last, we have a proper explanation of this much-talked-about phenomenon. It was reported in Scientific American that year. It has been comparatively easy to identify the substance and fix its status. The Kentucky Wonder is no no more or less than Gnostic. Gnostic is a type of cyanobacteria that forms colonies surrounded by a protective gelatinous envelope. I want to kill myself. (laughs) I kind of do, too. Oh, God. Gnostic is known to swell up into a translucent (gasps) jelly-like mass whenever it rains. Because it is so inconspicuous when dry, for many years people believed that Gnostic would float on the breeze until it rained, which caused it to fall from the sky. I have seen this sort of stuff before, yeah. Growing up in the wetlands of New Jersey, I feel like I have encountered Gnostic before. To me... in non-scientific terms? To me, it always I always assumed that it was part of moss because that's oh. where I would see it. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like... It looks like it would be something in an aquarium. Like okay. just like a okay. gelatinous sort disgusting. of... Yeah. Um, but it's like... Anymore. It's just a thing that happens in nature, you know? Eventually... Okay, I know. Eventually, seven samples were examined by several scientists. Again, several. Who confirmed two to be lung... Five scientists. Two to be lung tissue, three to be muscular tissue, and two were said to be made of cartilage. 
That's a lot of various wait, 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 wait. parts. I don't understand what Gnostic is. I thought Gnostic was some sort of bacteria. What is it again? Oh, no, no. This is, you're right. It is. Uh, this is just another group of people got their hands on it and oh, they concluded. Oh, yeah. agnostic? That it's a piece of an animal? Yeah, you could say they were agnostic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fast forward to August of 1968. Quote, the woman was in the nursery of the house and her husband was in the field taking care of the animals. At that moment, he heard it raining over the house as if it was hail. And when he oh checked out... Oh my God, not again. And when he checked out... Checked it out, he saw pieces of flesh scattered around the radius of about 50 meters around the nursery and the house, said Ramon Cuevas, president of the Development Commission of Picun Bridge. We are moving to, I don't know if I came right out and said it. Yeah, no, I didn't. But we are moving to Argentina for this one. I can't believe you didn't warn me that this topic <laughs> was going to be so gruff. There were no bones visible, he added. I thought it was hail. My wife heard a noise and thought it was hail, but she saw flesh and blood on the roof. When her oh. husband arrived, he told her to call the police district of Zapala, which seeks to clarify the case. Cueva said that the meat was fresh. Quote, this is something really rare, something unusual. The family feels bad because they want to know what's going on. <laughs> oh, God. Similar reports have come in from North Carolina, California, Tennessee, and... Wait, when? Uh, just over time. I didn't really oh. pin down the times. Um, and the Cornwall Chronicle in Tasmania, Australia. That's what I'm going to go into next. Okay. I feel like there's a pretty good payoff for this, Marissa. Okay. The shower of meat fell at the army station near Benicia. It was first observed by Major Allen, who was first struck by one of the falling pieces. Oh, gosh. The shower lasted two or three minutes. The pieces were from the size of a pigeon's egg up to that of an orange. The heaviest, oh, perhaps... Oh, yeah, we all know the size of a pigeon's egg. <laughs> Maybe in Australia everybody does. Okay. The heaviest perhaps weighing three ounces. No birds were visible in the air at the time. Specimens of this meat, which is apparently beef, were preserved by Major Allen and the surgeon of the post. The post being the army base that we're at. A piece that was examined three after hours after it fell showed a portion of a small blood vessel. Oh Some... my god, no! <laughs> I'm literally nauseous. Some of the sheath of a muscle and muscular fiber uh, as well. It was slightly tainted. The ground on which the shower fell was this time about 300 yards long and 80 wide. God damn. And the entire amount of meat between two and a half to five bushels in bulk. Again, we don't really use bushels in America, so we don't really know what that means. No pieces of bone were found again. A strong wind from the west was blowing at the time, just like was happening in Kentucky, and the skies were clear. This is the third occurrence of the kind recorded in the last six years. Now, that's coming from an Australian newspaper that's reporting Australian news, so they're not counting the ones that we've talked about already. Yeah. Going back to the Scientific American, 
Here we go, Marissa. Okay. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Enter the man with the best explanation for the quote-unquote shower of quivering flesh. No! You know! No, you did that on purpose. You know the word that got me. Yeah, yeah, you I do. <laughs> and that was Dr. Don't say that word again. Dr. L- that word again. Dr. L.D. Kastenbein who wrote in an 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News that it was quite literally a coordinated bout. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Marissa. If you say the Q word again. Nope, not going to. A coordinated bout of projectile vulture vomit. What? Having obtained a sample of his own, Kastenbein set fire to it and observed that it smelled distinctly like rancid mutton. The only plausible theory, I'm sorry, this is a quote from him. The only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower appears to be one suggested to me by the old Ohio farmer. By, I guess, an old Ohio farmer. The disgorgement. (laughs) The what? The disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot from, from their immense height. The particles were scattered by the prevailing wind all over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., can only be explained by this theory. But all over the world? Quote, I am informed that it is not uncommon for buzzards to disgorge their overcharged stomachs, one chemist wrote. Disgusting. And that when a flock, that when in, a, <laughs> and that when in a flock, one commences the relief operation, which is what everyone should call vomiting from now on. <laughs> when one commences the relief, uh, this is just beautiful poetry, Marissa. Okay. So. Oh, don't tell me then they all commence the relief operation. When one commences the relief operation. The others are excited to nausea. <laughs> what the fuck? And a general shower of half-digested meat takes place. <laughs> no, like, literally, what the fuck? That's disgusting. Okay, let me get this straight. Yep. They'll eat till they throw up. Buzzers are fucking bulimic. But then once when one of them decides to act out their bulimia, they all get so fucking excited. They're, like, so stoked on it. <laughs> they then get sick with excitement. And then join in the vomit party. But why would they vomit, Marissa? Because they're excited, you say. <laughs> but why would the first one vomit? Because they're bulimic, I don't know. Two, well, don't forget, it's their overcharged stomachs. <laughs> so Maybe, maybe they maybe. ate too much, you know. Yeah, maybe they, they lack the thing in, I don't know, don't some animals lack the thing in their brain to, like, tell them they're... I know I do. Huh? (laughs) Okay, Marissa. Two species of vulture are are found in Kentucky. The black vulture and the turkey vulture. Both are which both of which are known to projectile vomit their stomach contents away, either as a defense mechanism or to make themselves light enough for flight. That's so fucking stupid. That's not stupid. So if you're a vulture on the ground, you just ate a sheep. <laughs> yeah. And your stomach is all big and bloated and fat. 
and some predator is coming after you, you're just going to puke up most of what you ate so that you're light enough to fly away. And then everyone gets so excited they get in a tizzy? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then the predator slips in all the puke and blood and meat. And they, like, almost suspend in the air for a moment before they fall on their back onto the ground. I hate this story. <laughs> this is my least favorite episode. But... I hate it so much. <laughs> of course, this works. But in Argentina, they specifically said that they didn't hear any birds. Same with Australia. So, why else could it be raining blood? It could be a lacerated sky bleeding its horror, creating my structure. Now I shall reign in blood. What the fuck you say? I was quoting for one audience member a Slayer song called Raining Blood. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were quoting the book. <laughs> and that's the end. Meet Rain. Wait, so we don't have any other hypothesis besides the the vultures? Nope. nope. And Ew! the um so of course if you backtrack in this story and you are an eagle-eared listener, you'll say so those guys ate partially digested vulture puke? And the answer is oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that, <laughs> but I just decided not even to talk about that. That's just gross. <laughs> And and decided it was beef or whatever. Yeah, and in in the Argentinian story, I guess the story in Argentina, that's a better way to say that. The story in Argentina, there was a lot more blood than meat. Yeah, that's the gross one. Yeah. So, when is the last time this has happened? That has been recorded? 1968. Yeah. I... It's not far enough away for me. Yeah, I feel like that's. I also feel like that's close enough. Like there should be more information. Mm -hmm. Ugh, God, that's so gross. If that happened, I would. But I feel like if you put this in front of, say, Adam Conover, he'd be like, "Oh, it's vultures," and that would be the end of discussion about this. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. First of all, like, how much? How many vultures? Like, like, do vultures like? Do, uh, do they fly in flocks like smaller birds and stuff? Like, like there must have been a whole bunch of birds that threw up at the same time for it to be, quote, raining meat, right? I would say that I have seen, in my personal experience, maybe like five or six of them hanging out together. Yeah, that doesn't sound like enough, that even if they all threw up simultaneously, that we would think it was, quote, raining meat. Marissa, you're in a football pool. How big is a football field? That's funny that you think I know that. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't even watch the games, Pete. I don't know how wide one is, but a football field, if I'm not mistaken, is a hundred yards. Sure. And this is three hundred yards by eighty yards wide in Australia. <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't. I feel like there's more. That's to a it. flying vulture city. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Do you buy that? I don't buy it. I don't know. I'll say that the, Tas the the one that happened in Tasmania was also in the 1800s. I'm yeah. wondering, is there some sort of like... Some people were also like, oh, it was somebody dumping something out of a plane. 
No, no planes in the sky. Yeah, someone dumping a bunch of blood out of a plane? Yeah, okay. <laughs> also, for the 1800s, I'm surprised it wasn't like, oh, twas the gods crying wrath upon <laughs> our villages. Like, I don't know. This is upsetting. I'm going to be thinking about this a lot. I also, again, don't know why I know about this ahead of time. I'm sure a podcast that you listen to has probably talked about it, but... I know. I'm more just upset that my life is still so many podcasts. I don't know where one ends and the other begins. Yeah, but it happens. It's okay. It's kind of sad, but uh, yeah, that was gross, Pete. Why did you choose that? And why were you able to stomach continuously researching it? And why did you think you shouldn't warn me? <laughs> At the I end of a mental floss article from two weeks ago where they talk about this, I don't know if I will ever think of this as a closed case. I prefer to think of it as a mystery that was left open because it happened at a time when people didn't need to solve all things. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, these days we do need to solve all things. That is true. You know, I have to be honest, Marissa. I didn't think that it would... It never occurred to me as I wrote everything out that it would gross you out. And then... When I finished, I was like, oh, Marissa's not going to like this at all. And then yeah. I was like, I'm not doing something else. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I understand that. Wow. Honestly, the most upsetting part was when you said the Q word. But yeah. Uh, yeah. in general, it's disgusting. Uh, guys, the older I get, the more sensitive my stomach is. Uh, maybe at another point in my life, it wouldn't bother me. But I want to throw up a lot in these days. <laughs> Uh, kind of like the vultures. Yeah. Sadly, I don't have anyone else in my life who will get so excited by that that they join me. Actually, I haven't put Aaron to the test. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> what about two about like a like a big wood chipper? What? If you like put a body into a wood chipper, you know. Like I thought, yeah. Somehow I thought something was gonna be like a some body was. Like, like a bunch of birds got caught in the engines of a plane. Yeah, ugh. yeah, that makes sense. But, ugh. but in both anyway, of those situations, was... they said there was no bone. And in both of those situations, there would be bone. I don't know why. Also, another thing that, uh, that upset me a lot. Like that like, boner you then... get for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry. When you mentioned, like... Then they saw a piece of a blood vessel. I don't know why that grossed me out so much. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks, Pete. That was something. You're welcome, Marissa. We're going to sneak into the spooky for the fall season. <laughs> yeah, ooh, that snuck into the spooky. And if um, you aren't grossed out enough, you can go back an episode and listen to last episode's Icebreaker. <laughs> that was Marissa's fault. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was my fault. Oh, God. Uh, let's change the topic. Plugs. And do you have any plugs? I've been watching a lot of La Brea, as you know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I'm not watching La Brea, uh, I, I put on something that I was like, oh, this will just be mindless something to have on the background. I don't know if... I, I guess you do do this, Marissa, because you have, like... Sex in the City, you have the the family show that you watched, Modern, mm, family, Modern family. Yeah. Um Bob's Burgers, that sort of stuff, but like mm-hmm. I don't 
have anything like that. I don't just put something on that I haven't yeah. seen before. And I wish they did. But this past week, I was like, oh, Peacock has a bunch of, like, forgettable stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So I put on the Peacock original called Trigger Point, which is a Peacock original that they just bought off of British people. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty exciting show about people diffusing... Um, big terrorist explosive bombs and stuff in London. Um, I never know what you're going to say you watch from one day to the other. It's it's an exciting show, and I think yeah. that's the thing that really kept okay. me, because um, I'm not going to say it's the best show. I'm not going to say that it's, like, really highbrow or intellectual, but it's very exciting. There's a lot of, like, high-stakes stuff going on. And, um... Yeah, so that was that was kind of fun to watch. There's only six episodes, and I'm almost done. But um, it was good to have on, yeah. Okay. Uh, I am going to plug something that I feel like it's kind of obvious, but like myself, you might not have realized it's back on Netflix. Cobra Kai is back. It happened so silently and way quicker than I expected, and I don't know how this many seasons in... It's still so fucking compelling. That show is fantastic. Uh, I've managed... I, I'm saving the last episode for myself, but I binged every other episode in two days. Uh, guys, Cobra Kai's fantastic. Also, this is not a plug, because I don't remember what it's called, but Pete, did you know by any chance... I don't know if you know this story. Do you know the story about a guy who um, became friends with like this family... And he kidnapped their daughter. But they kind of, like, let it pass and didn't press charges because he, like, seduced the mother and the father separately. But then, when they got their daughter back, he kidnapped the daughter a second time. This sounds familiar. There's a documentary on it. Yeah, there was, um... As you were describing that, I was thinking of the movie Resurrection because that kind of happens in that as well. But we don't get to see that on screen. We just kind of get that second hand. But um, yeah, that does well, sound familiar. Well, I think it, it's no, I think it's coming as some sort of Peacock original show, and the guy playing the creepy guy is Jake Lacey. No, I know you know who he is. Immediately, I said Weeds because he looks like the white guy from Weeds. But yeah, no, I remember who this guy is. He has a gigantic face. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Google Jake Lacey. Doesn't he have a gigantic face? Anyway, he's going to play a huge creep, and I can't wait to see it, because this guy always either plays a goody two-shoes, or he plays a subtle huge creep. I don't like his face, but I'm sure he's a nice person. Obvious child. That's where I recognized him from. Uh, Speaking of creepy guys kidnapping girls, where is season two of Cruel Summer, Marissa? (laughs) I don't know. What's taking so long? (laughs) I don't know. I never finished that, I just realized. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, Yeah, you can call us at 570-POD-WOD-1 if you want to still tell us your thoughts about pumpkins, tell us how gross you thought this episode was, or just say hi. Tell us about a time that you projectile vomited. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You could still catch... The Librea Purveya, uh, showing up on Patreon and in its own feed. This week on Patreon, you received an extra bonus video of me explaining how many people are in the Librea hole. 
Oh, and... yes. I heard the episode. Did not watch the video yet. I shall be doing it shortly. <laughs> and uh, I keep talking about that in the coming episodes, too, because their estimates just don't make any sense to me. But um, also up there is a couple of Pete's previews and stuff like that. Um, and I think we have some audio of Marissa just sleeping because that's what she's been contributing to the Patreon. <laughs> What? <laughs> Shut up. I gave you a music playlist a couple weeks ago. I was going to... Oh, fuck, I was actually going to do an episode the other day, and I don't know what happened. I will get on it soon, I promise. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, stay safe out there. Uh, and uh, talk to you later. And watch what you eat. Yeah, bye. Bye. Yeah,